Just like most episodes, this one contains strong language. Trigger warning. This episode might contain talk about suicide, CSA, rape, or racism. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and guests and in no way represent the state of Oklahoma, the Oklahoma Historical Society, or the Oklahoma State Historic Preservation Office. Welcome, everybody, to the first episode of the Musings of an ADD Mind podcast. I'm your host, Jack, and I have the ADD Mind. I appreciate everybody for tuning in, and thank you. So, on this first episode, I have decided to start with a topic that is very lightweight and has had no consequence on the United States of America whatsoever, and that is QAnon and the QAnon conspiracy. If you aren't sure what QAnon is, it is a conspiracy theory that is like the Heinz 57 of conspiracy theories. It has so many aspects and parts to it. I know I'm a little late talking to or talking about this um, QAnon conspiracy theory and this subject. It's something that I really took a deep dive into last year during the pandemic. Um, I started noticing a you know, a bunch of my friends that were posting very, very similar things, you know, it'd be like that square and it was a repost, you know, have whatever. And I was like, what is the deal? How are these going viral? And the more research I sort of did into it, I realized that it was all, you know, related to this QAnon conspiracy theory and the people that, um, you know, put that stuff out there on YouTube. They're called QTubers. And a lot of what was initially being, you know, that caught my attention were the the anti-mask type people, but that's also a very, a part of the QAnon theory. And then I started remembering that I had various friends that had been posting how Donald Trump was going to, you know, start arresting these, you know, uh, liberal elites, you know, the, all these bigwigs in the Democratic Party, and then how none of it ever happened. And, you know, my thought at the time was always, if Donald Trump had the ultimate dirt on, you know, Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, that they could be found, you know, arrested, found guilty, and put in prison, don't you think the first time to have done that, or the perfect time to have done that, would have been, oh, I don't know, his first impeachment? You mean to tell me that he was smart enough to have all of this information of illegal crimes by all of these people, and then the very people that were impeaching him, you're not going to go and use that? Because if you want to stop the impeachment, Having the people trying to impeach you arrested for treason and various other crimes probably would do that. And it was never done. Probably because he doesn't have anything. And that's what, you know, really got got me interested as I sort of put those things together last last year during the pandemic. And then I, you know, ultimately did a deep dive into that. If you aren't sure what 
the QAnon conspiracy theory is, I'm going to have to give you a Cliff Note version of it. It is, this is actually <laughs> kind of a lot, and it's the Cliff Note version of it. Um, there are um, several places where I have um, got some information from, not just reading articles online. Um, I have listened to several podcasts about it. Um, and these are the ones that I listen to, and I would definitely recommend you listening to if you want to go even deeper into it. So there is Q Clearance, The Hunt for QAnon. There's another one called QAnon Anonymous. There was a podcast, well, there is still a podcast, hosted by two forensic psychologists. It's called LA Not So Confidential. It is episode number 45 called QAnon and the Psychology of Conspiracy Theories. And then there's another podcast that's also been a pretty good resource called Behind the Bastard. And he has done um, several that include QAnon, the Satanic Panic, and sort of how that's, you know, all in sort of combined. And you'll kind of have to scroll through his uh, podcast. And then there was also the HBO docuseries Q, Into the Storm, which is by filmmaker Colin Hoback. It is also very informative. And if you go through and watch these and listen to these, it's, it's pretty mind-boggling and mind-blowing, a lot of the stuff that's in here and sort of how it's spread and how people believe the things that they believe that are a part of this conspiracy theory so anyway now would also be a good time to tell you that i have a very dark sense of humor and i'm very sarcastic and once i go through this cliff net version cliff notes version and start giving sort of my opinion on everything it is going to be very difficult for me to not be sarcastic so there i need to also give just a little bit of backstory before the QAnon conspiracy started, there was a little something called Pizzagate. And this is important because the people that spread Pizzagate are often the people that spread the QAnon uh, conspiracy theory. And basically, Pizzagate was, after Hillary Clinton's emails got leaked, there were all of these mentions by her chief of staff, John Podesta, talking about going to a place called Comet Ping Pong, which is a pizzeria there in D.C. And apparently, the pizza there is really good. And people like to go there. And John Podesta kept saying, hey, let's go meet at Comet Ping Pong and have some pizza. Well, today, being what today is, nothing can just be, you know, what it is on the surface. There's always got to be a deeper meaning. And so this theory started that when he was saying, go get pizza, that pizza was a code word for underage uh, sexual slaves and that these children were held hostage and that they were being sex trafficked and that these uh, liberal pedophiles were going and, you know, doing horrible things to these children. And this went on for quite a pretty lengthy period of time on, uh, you know, certain people's shows that. A lot of people, you know, listen to. I'm not going to give any names, but it's Alex Jones, for one. Other people that had shows on Infowars. And um, 
later on, he was forced to retract that after a, lar- a lawsuit was filed against him. And so what happened was this uh, gentleman that lived in South Carolina, he had been listening to this for months, and he decided someone needed to go and rescue these children. So he went and purchased several several firearms and the ammo for it, got in his car and started driving to D.C. He live-streamed some of it. You can see it on, on news stories, but it has been taken down from, you know, YouTube and all of that, as it should have been. So he drives to D.C., finds Comet Ping Pong, loads up, walks into the, the pizza parlor, starts shooting. Now, fortunately, he just shot up into the air and not at people, and then he started walking towards the back, because in the back is where they were told there's this door, and that door leads down into the basement where all of these children were being held captive. So as he's walking to the back, of course, people, as he walks by them, you know, start running out the front door and calling 911, and then he goes into the, you know, this back part where all the ping pong tables are, finds the door, gets it open, And all that's in there are cleaning supplies because it's the cleaning supply closet. And he starts moving everything around. He's looking for the trap door to get to the basement. He's looking for a false door to get to the basement. And he can't find any mechanism that leads to a door that goes to a basement. And it turns out there's a really good reason for that. And that reason is there is no basement to that building. Which makes it pretty hard, you know, to have kidnapping victims in it. And then he realized that he had been had. And fortunately, he yelled out the front door that he was going to surrender. And he laid his weapons down. He came out, laid down. And then he was, you know, promptly arrested. And he's currently in prison. But in my opinion, the people that spent months spreading that story bear some of the responsibility of what happened because they just pulled that pizza means sex trafficking out of their butt and it could have turned into a a very horrible situation that did not so that is just a little bit of the backstory to the backstory of QAnon because you have to almost say the backstory to get to the backstory of QAnon and so I know that this is a lot but There's almost just no way around it. So, on October 28th, 2017, on a Reddit-type site called 4chan, in a thread titled, Calm Before the Storm, a user called QClearancePatriot posted that on November 3rd, 2017, the storm would take place. The storm being a mass arrest of liberal, baby-eating pedophiles that, you know, Trump had all of this information on and the military was going to go and arrest them and that there was going to be a temporary martial law declared as all of this stuff happened so that these, you know, high-ranking Democrats could not escape the country. And the Q in the username, it implies a Department of Energy security clearance required to access top-secret information on nuclear weapons and materials. So I don't see how that particular clearance would have given this person knowledge of, you know, something coming out of the West Wing of the White House. And there were a lot of theories that it was, you know, someone on the Joint Chiefs of Staff or some high-ranking general in the Pentagon 
or even, you know, somebody that was on President Trump's cabinet that was putting it out. And then there were actually those that believed that it was President Trump himself that was doing it. Um, there, I'll get to it in a little bit. There are several people who, um, there are theories on who it is. And if you sort of watched and listened, it's, it's probably, it, these theories probably are correct on who it actually was, but it was not someone that had Q clearance. And so over the next several days, the Q posted several intel drops that he called crumbs. The crumbs laid out a narrative that the Mueller report was actually investigating the Clintons, Obamas, and the vast cabal of deep state pedophile globalists intent on creating a new world order. And the storm was to be the mass arrest of the aforementioned cabal orchestrated by Donald Trump. And here, an ex- here is an early example of one of his crumbs. My fellow Americans, over the course of the next several days, you will undoubtedly realize that we are taking back our great country, the land of the free, from the evil tyrants that wish to do us harm and destroy the last remaining refuge of shining light. On POTUS order, we have initiated certain fell-safes that shall safeguard the public from the primary fallout which is slated to occur. 11.3. Upon the arrest announcement of Mr. Podesta, actionable 11.4. Confirmation to the public of what is occurring will then be revealed and will not be openly accepted. Public riots are being organized in serious numbers in an effort to prevent the arrest and capture of more senior public officials. On POTUS order, a state of temporary military control will be actioned and special ops carried out. False leaks have been made to retain several within the confines of the United States to prevent extradition and special operator necessity. Rest assured, the safety and well-being of every man, woman, and child of this country is being exhausted in full. However, the atmosphere within the country will unfortunately be divided, as so many have fallen for the corrupt and evil narrative that has long been broadcast. We will be initiating the emergency broadcast system during this time in an effort to provide a direct message, avoiding the fake news. To all citizens, organizations, and or people that wish to do us harm during this time will be met with swift fury. Certain laws have been pre-lifted to provide our great military the necessary authority to handle and conduct these operations at home and abroad. POTUS will be well insulated, protected on Air Force One and abroad, specific locations classified, while these operations are conducted due to the nature of the entrenchment. It is time to take back our country and make America great again. Let us salute and pray for the brave men and women in uniform who will undertake this assignment to bring forth peace, unity, and a return of power to the people. It is our hope that this message reaches enough people to make a meaningful impact. We cannot yet telegraph this message through normal methods for reasons I'm sure everyone here can understand. All of the questions from the previous threads. And remain calm. The primary targets are within D.C. and remain at the top on both sides. The spillover in the streets will be quickly shut down. Look for more false flags. Stay alert. Be vigilant. And above all, please pray. And then there's the Bible verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And then. 
says, love is patient, love is kind. God bless my fellow Americans. So a couple things in that cue drop that need to be considered. You can't pre-lift laws. It takes an act of Congress to do that. And half of the people that they're claiming are going to be arrested are in Congress. They would know. The president can't just lift laws. At the extent that's being said here. Now, there are the whole other argument on, you know, can a president just quit enforcing laws? But in this case, they're saying that certain laws have been suspended and that that doesn't happen in the United States of America. And besides that, that's kind of dictatorish. So there's that, you know, bit of information. And another thing that's in there is that riots are being organized. So then that would mean that the people, to distract, that would mean the people on the other side know that the storm was coming. <laughs> so, once again, throwing a hole into his own theory there. And it's, it's, people just, those things went over their heads. It's like they were so intent on, oh good, finally all of these evil Democrats are going to be arrested. That what is obviously just made up completely went over their head. So they started believing this. And so whoever this initial cue was apparently really enjoyed this publicity that he was getting. And he kept, you know, posting all, you know, from that first initial post in October and then, you know, up through December of 2017, there was still, you know, he was still posting regularly. And then in the first few months of 2018, the Q conspiracy theory received a little bit of more tra uh, traction when they, they don't like this term, but the mainstream right media started uh, retweeting um, certain tweets that, because they would always be turned into tweets afterwards, and they would retweet it, talk on their radio shows. Um, Sean Hannity retweeted and talked about it on his uh, radio show and his social media account. And then um, Alex Jones, of course, because he's never one to turn down a good conspiracy theory. He started uh, talking about this stuff. And he actually claimed to be in personal contact with Q. And he talked about the crumbs uh, on his show. And so what happened was in an incredibly short period of time, a small industry of people popped up on the internet with websites, uh, their own shows on YouTube, podcasts, and podcasts. And they would interpret these crumbs and they would analyze these crumbs that, you know, were attributed to Q. And these Q-tubers started calling his crumbs Q-drops and they would talk about this, you know, nonstop what it means, this, and their stuff would kind of go viral in this Q world. and then. Other uh, conspiracies started joining into this. Um, one of them is that JFK Jr. was still alive and that he had faked his death and that he was working with Donald Trump to get all of these, you know, this cabal arrested because he knew who they all were and he's, you know, working to get them all arrested. And um, there was the death of a... I'm not, I don't remember exactly sure how Seth Rich was involved. Um, he worked for the Democratic Party, I believe. And 
he was murdered uh, late at night. But of course, it couldn't just be he was murdered. You know, it had to be this cabal or Hillary Clinton that wanted him dead, and they were actually responsible for his murder. And a lot of the stuff that's been said of that has been really, really difficult for the family of Seth Rich. And I don't even really want to mention it, but you kind of have to because it's part of this conspiracy. And that there are satanic baby-eating cannibals that drink the blood of babies and that there is something called chroma something or other that is a like a pill that can be made from that which extends life. And so that's been added to it. And there are just all sorts of sort of weird random things that are also, you know, a part of it. MK Ultra is part of it. 5G cell towers are a part of it. And then of course COVID-19 is a part of it. And mask wearing is a part of it. And it's really just become the just a mashup of every conspiracy <laughs> that you can think of. And it it it's amazing all that this conspiracy encompasses. And that all happened relatively quick. You know, well, everything obviously, but the mass and the COVID-19 part. And then um, Q moved his post from 4chan to a similar site called 8chan. 8chan actually has less moderation than 4chan. 4chan has hardly any moderation, and 8chan has none. There is nothing that does not go on 8chan. It is a pretty horrible site, and the fact that it is even allowed to operate is also mind-boggling because it should not be allowed to operate. And then, at a Trump rally in July of 2018, Q adherents showed up for one of the, in mass for the first time. And pretty much after that, at every Trump rally, it was commonplace to see shirts, hats, signs that all had Q in it. It's where the and they started using um, where we go one, we go all. And so there's the abbreviation for that. And they actually say this as like it's an oath that they're taking, which I find disturbing as a veteran. I have taken two oaths in my life. One was to defend the Constitution of the United States of America. And then the other one was to... And love my wife in sickness and in health until death do us part. That's it. Now, the first one in the army, you say, you know, multiple times when you are enlisting in the military, but that's it. I'm not taking any other oaths. But that, that oath is something that people do all the time. General Flynn, who worked for Trump, he's on video doing that, which I find disturbing. He should know better. And so you'd see all of these signs and everything, and then Trump would point at them, and that, of course, spread the fire of, oh my gosh, Trump pointed at me. He knows. He knows. Could Q be Trump? And he would say something that they would be like, oh, that's a code that was in this last Q drop, and it just sort of spread. And I think some of it has to do with humans like being in on something that everyone else doesn't know. We we like feeling like we have special information. We know this. And we also like, you know, we all sort of have a superhero complex of wanting to save somebody. 
And the QAnon conspiracy sort of puts both of those things together. It's a, I have information that everyone else doesn't know. But if you do research, and if I tell you where to do the research, you can then know it, and I'll be saving your life from this future insanity. So conservatives are people with the, you know, very right-leaning bent have been primed since probably the start of the Rush Limbaugh show on and talk radio. And then that, of course, spread. And then Fox News came along. And really, when I'm talking primed, I'm saying there is a very strong us versus them mentality that liberal Democrats aren't they don't just have a different point of view that they are in fact evil. And if you're were raised in the Christian church, you believe that evil is everywhere all the time. And I know this because I was raised evangelical. I listened to Rush Limbaugh. My dad listened liked Rush Limbaugh. I listened to it as a teenager. And then as, as an adult, I, I listened to talk radio and Fox News, and there was a really strong us versus them mentality. They're evil. And it doesn't help that MSNBC clearly leans left, and CNN leans left, not as left as MSNBC, and so that helps feed this us versus them narrative. So when the Q conspiracy started, there were a bunch of people that were already primed and ready to believe this because it has been put in their head for, you know, 20 plus years. And I think that's another aspect as to why um, this conspiracy took off. But anyway, I, I digress. On the QAnon Anonymous podcast, host Travis View, and he has spent a bunch of time studying the theory, writing about the theory, obviously podcasting about the theory, and he has said the following about the theory. This is the essence of it. There is a worldwide cabal of Satan-worshipping pedophiles who rule the world, essentially, and they control everything. They control politicians, and they control the media. They control Hollywood, and they cover up their existence. And they would have continued ruling the world were it not for the election of President Donald Trump. Now, Donald Trump, in this conspiracy theory, knows all about this evil cabal's wrongdoing. But one of the reasons that Donald Trump was elected was to put an end to them, basically. and. Now we would be ignorant of this behind-the-scenes battle of Donald Trump and the U.S. military that everyone backs him in the evil cabal were it not for Q. And what Q is basically a poster on 4chan, who later moved to 8chan, who reveals all the secret behind-the-scenes battle. So anyway, that's, that's his summary of it, and that is correct, obviously. But... um some of what they attribute to Donald Trump, it, it is like messianic. 
there is no way that one man can do all of the things that they think he is going to do and all of the information and all of the knowledge that he has. And there's also no way that somebody could have went undercover to get all of this information. And that's why he hung out with these bad people because he was just getting this information. It, there's no way anyone could do that. And then, of course, you know, sending all of these people once they were arrested that they would be put in military tribunals and for their crime. Once again, um, civilians don't go to court in military tribunals. So, I know this is a lot. I'm going to go through and I'm going to read some of the failed Q predictions. And this is, this is not even the whole list. These are just the ones that I sort of thought were interesting. The storm would take place on November 3rd, 2017. There were no notable events in U.S. politics on that day. A major event involving the Department of Defense would take place on February 1, 2018. Nothing happened. People targeted by the president would commit suicide en masse on February 10th, 2018. There were no prominent people that committed suicide on that day. There would be a bombshell revelation about North Korea in May of 2018. There were no notable developments. A smoking gun video of Hillary Clinton would emerge in March 2018. No video appeared, or has appeared since then. Multiple failed predictions that John McCain would resign from the U.S. Senate. As you'll recall, McCain was still a U.S. Senator when he died in August of 2018. Q followers, Q-tubers, not satisfied with the failed predictions of Q himself or herself, they started making predictions as well. And they started making a lot of them after the 2020 election and Trump lost. I think a big part of that is because I think it was about a week after the election that Q made his last Q drop. So they just had to start making stuff up on their own. And here are the failed QTuber predictions. That Donald Trump would be re-inaugurated on January 20th, 2021, despite losing the election. If you'll recall, Joe Biden was inaugurated as planned on that day. That Donald Trump would be inaugurated on March 4th, 2021, as the 19th president. Now, this claim stems from a conspiracy theory stating that the District of Columbia Organic Act of 1871 made the United States into a corporation, and therefore Donald Trump would have been inaugurated as the 19th president after U.S. Grant, and the country would cease being a corporation and once again become the republic started by the founding fathers. And since March 4th was the original inauguration date, it was only changed at the uh, adoption of the 20th Amendment, and since no amendments after 1869 would be recognized, Trump would be the 19th president. Of course, that never occurred. That Donald Trump would be inaugurated again on March 20th, 2021. That also did not occur. And they just kept 
you know, moving the goalpost. And as I'm recording this, it's one week after the date, which is August 13th, 2021, that Donald Trump was going to be inaugurated. And that also did not happen. Donald Trump is not the president. Weird, huh? And yet, they're still making content and people are still watching. I know I haven't mentioned these names yet, and I know that I'm kind of ending with this before I sort of move into kind of my thoughts, a little bit of things that are a part of it as well. But there are a lot of Q debunkers that believe there have actually been multiple Qs. And when it was on 4chan, that it was a guy named Paul Ferber, who, if I remember correctly, lives in South Africa. And they believe that shortly after moving over to 8chan, that the Q identity was either given to or stolen by Jim Watkins and his son, Ron Watkins. Jim is the owner of 8chan, and Ron is the administrator of 8chan. And the way it works, there's this weird code thing, and Ron would be the, it would take somebody who was an administrator of the site to say, yeah, they they did the right blockchain. That is, in fact, Q that posted it. Well, as the administrator of 8chan, Ron could obviously say whoever he wanted to was, yep, that's Q. And so they easily could have just locked um, that first fellow, Paul Ferber, out of being able to do anything. And for whatever reason, he did not continue posting on 4chan because I guess he didn't want there to be clashing cues. I don't know. Maybe he was, maybe they, Bought it from him. I don't know. And um, at the end of his docuseries, Q into the Storm, Colin Hoback has concluded that, at least at the end anyway, that Ron Watkins was Q. Um, the structure of the way things were worded did change. And that's when they think Ron probably took over doing all of the Q drops. You're listening to the musings of an ADD Mind podcast. So I know that was a lot to take in for a Cliff Note version. However, there is a lot to take in about the QAnon conspiracy theory. Obviously, there are whole podcasts dedicated to talking about the craziness that is the QAnon conspiracy theory and multiple you know, shows about it. So here are a few of my thoughts on this. And this is where it's going to be very difficult for me to not be sarcastic. It, really? Just really? I mean, come on. First of all, the, the love and complete faith of Donald Trump is over the top. I don't know if Superman were real, if he would have as much love as a QAnon conspiracy theorists have for Donald Trump and the things that they believe that he was going to do or was capable of doing or the knowledge that he had. It was about six months ago there was a QTuber and she was talking about that Donald Trump purposely does things in a dumb way so that people will think he's dumb so that when he does all of this great thing that no one will see it coming because they've thought he was 
a buffoon while he was doing all of this. And that sometimes Trump purposely let things fall apart so that they would think that he wasn't as in control as he was. People that are super strong adherents of the Q conspiracy theory have really fallen into what I consider to be a loosely organized cult. It doesn't have like a preacher figurehead at the top, you know, a la David Koresh or Charles Manson or Jim Jones, but it has almost like a priesthood. And that's what the Q-tubers are. They're like the priesthood that disseminates the information coming down from Dear Leader. But ironically enough, Dear Leader is actually Donald Trump. Because if Donald Trump says something that contradicts all of the previous stuff, obviously you have to go with what Donald Trump has said. And a definition of a cult is a system of religious veneration and devotion directed towards a particular figure or object. I would say they have that. A misplaced or excessive admiration for a particular person or thing. I would say that's involved. And a relatively small group of people having religious beliefs or practices regarded by others as strange or sinister. If you do not believe in any QAnon stuff, you definitely find all of that to be strange and even sinister. Which leads me to the satanic panic. If you grew up in the 70s or the 80s, you may vaguely remember the satanic panic. Our boomer parents should remember the satanic panic because they were the ones that believed all of it and imposed it on their children. This is why I find part of the whole Hollywood, you know, child-eating pedophile thing odd for boomers to believe because they were the ones that believed all of that with the satanic panic. And you would think that they would remember the first time they fell for it there are a lot of boomers that are QAnoners. But apparently, the satanic panic has been forgotten. And the whole children-eating pedophile thing was the satanic panic at its core. But instead of being Hollywood liberal elites, it was Satanists. And if you go back and um, find some information on the satanic panic, there were a lot of lives destroyed by the satanic panic. There were people that did 10 plus years in jail for something that was made up completely, never happened, lives ruined because of it. Um, actually, once again, the Behind the Bastards, as I said earlier, they have a couple episodes on it called The Satanic Panic Part 1 and 2. And then they also have one that ties into that called The Conspiracy to Begin All Conspiracies Part 1 and 2. And you're going to have to scroll down there a little older and then if you have Spotify, it's only on Spotify. There's a podcast called Cults, which did a five-part series on the satanic panic. Very informative, very disturbing how lives were ruined. And it is essentially a big part of this QAnon conspiracy now. But the, the thing is, is the satanic panic was not the first time that that had been used. Before that, it was used in World War II by the Nazis against the Jews. You know, what better way to get people to dislike people than to claim that they are eating babies and that they are pedophiles? And Hitler and, and company, they knew that and they used it. And it was based on, on something called the Elders of Zion. They knew that it was bullcrap, but they used it to get, you know, as a means to an end. If it'll get people to believe them and hate these other people, but then by golly, we're going to use it. 
And the Elders of Zion is basically a letter or like a summary. It's like the minutes from a meeting of evil Jews that took place in the early 1800s and how they were going to rule the world and oh, or how they ruled the world. And oh yeah, they talk about eating babies and being pedophiles. It was actually a completely made up article, I believe, by a Russian czar. So this whole eating of baby pedophile thing is really just a rehash of a trope that's been around for several hundred years. It's just that the people doing it have changed over time. And that's not even all of the crazy that's in this theory. There are those that believe, well, first of all, there are those that believe that all of those aforementioned people have actually been arrested, but they let them walk around freely so that the world doesn't fall apart, knowing that all these evil people have been arrested and charged with this, and that they all have ankle monitors on. That is more believable than what I am about to tell you. (laughs) There are those that believe Hillary Clinton, Nancy Pelosi, Barack Obama, Tom Hanks. I don't know why Tom Hanks, but Tom Hanks. Multiple other bigwigs in Hollywood have all been replaced by clones. Yes, clones. There's so much (laughs) to say about that. First of all, that technology does not exist. While there is a company that claims that they can clone your dog or cat, that is slightly different than cloning a person. And them aging them to the correct age so that they can take over the other person. And then also transferring all of their memories so that they can be a spot on perfect facsimile of the original person. When you do have your pet cloned, you get them as a puppy. If you were to figure out a way to clone somebody to get that person to their age of 75, you have to accelerate their growth. Well, it wouldn't just stop when they reached, you know, 75. The accelerated aging would keep occurring and they would die quickly. We do not have that type of technology. You know who did have that type of technology, though? Were the Kaminoans in the Star Wars universe. They had that technology. But even then, they didn't age them up to that age to get them to age faster. So, you know, there's that. But that technology just simply does not exist. We do not have it. And I have a hard time taking you seriously as a person if you believe that there are clones of people that they aged up to, you know, be in their 60s or whatever, walking around replacing the original person. I just, I can't, I can't take you serious as a person in anything you say after that. Unless you're telling me pizza is good, I am not going to believe you. Because even a bad pizza generally is good. But that is, that is crazy. And then sadly, also at the same time, um, the damage that has been done by claiming that COVID was a manufactured disease that was used to get Donald Trump out of office to stop him is also, um, it has done a lot of damage. A lot of people have died. And unfortunately, you can't either A, convince them that the people actually died of COVID. It was something else. They're lying what they died about. You know, oh, they're really dying of this. But in the United States alone, from the beginning of COVID to the end of 2020, more Americans died than every single military engagement the United States had been in, minus the Civil War and World War II, minus those two things. And I'm including stuff that were, you know, little things where, you know, two American soldiers died, that, everything else. 
in less than a year. And if you, you know, there are statistics you can look up on the normal cause of death and then how it spiked. Well, it spiked because there was something killing people that normally didn't kill people. And a lot of the stuff, the resistance to believing it's real, to wearing masks, are QAnon conspiracy theories that have gone around. And that has really gone almost mainstream since half the country believes that. And the downside of that is it's allowing it to mutate. And eventually it's going to mutate into something that's worse than it was before. And in my opinion, they're slightly responsible for that. And then they also believe, a big, huge part of them believe that the election was stolen from Donald Trump, that they manufactured votes. And this is, you know, this also has to be talked about because it is part of the conspiracy theory. Um, I am planning an episode next week that is just about Donald Trump. And some of this will be obviously rehashed there. I find it odd that the Democrats were able to steal the election and ensure that Donald Trump lost, but they were not smart enough to give themselves a 60-person supermajority in the Senate. And they really needed about 20 more people in the House. So they were smart enough to get rid of Trump, but not smart enough to make sure that they had supermajorities in both houses of Congress. Strangely enough, other states that did the exact same thing in the states that they were claiming was illegal, amending election laws. I'm not going to go into that in depth right now. But that also happened in states that Trump won, and strangely, they weren't challenging those. And that has been obviously bad for the country because that led to January 6th. You know, General Lee from the Civil War was considered to be one of the greatest generals of his time. Abraham Lincoln offered him command of the Union Army, but he didn't take it because he felt he was a Virginian first and an, and an American second. General Lee was not able to breach the halls of the Capitol, and these people were. And I know that there's this whole, oh, well, it was Antifa. It was Black Lives Matter. It was not. They were all waving Trump flags. They were all people that if you go and find them online, staunch Trump report or supporters. So unless they went undercover in 2015, knowing that all of this was going to happen, you know, they aren't those people. They were Trump supporters. And another thing about rigging the election, if they could have done it for Biden, I mean, let's be honest, if anyone would have had the wherewithal to do that, I'm pretty sure that Hillary Clinton would have been more on board with that than Joe Biden. I'm not saying that she would be. I'm saying if anyone, if I had to figure on who would be the person more likely to do it, I would say it was Hillary Clinton, not Joe Biden. So, you know, this whole notion of, well, they rigged, they would have rigged it four years ago. Well, I guess now five years ago, six years ago, whatever. And they didn't do it then. And they didn't do it now. He lost. He was never more popular than 50% in approval ratings. It's not really that far of a stretch to believe that he lost. But once again, he primed people because during the campaign, he started saying, the only way I will lose is if they cheat, which is what he did in his first uh, campaign as well against Hillary Clinton. So he could have that out there. Not that, you know, he could have just lost on his own. Oh, nope. It had to be stolen. And a large amount of people believe that, which has, you know, been pretty bad for the country in terms of moving on. But once again, this comes down to not understanding how the American system of government works. All of those dates of Donald Trump being reinstated that QTubers have put out there forget the following. 
There is no mechanism in place legally in the United States of America in any law ever passed that the person who lost the election becomes president. Once someone takes the oath and is sworn in, they are president. That's how it works. The presidency has a sunset date. It ends on January 20th of whatever that year is at noon. At noon of that day, you cease to be the president. If you lock yourself in the Oval Office, the Secret Service can kick the door down and arrest you because you are no longer the president. You are a trespasser. So even if, even if the election was stolen, once Joe Biden took that oath of office, he became president. Once Harris took that oath of office, she became the vice president. It does not matter. So let's say that there is undeniable evidence that the election was stolen. The Supreme Court can't just say, well, it was stolen. You're no longer the president, Biden. It's not how it works. It would require the House of Representatives to file impeachment. He would then have to be impeached. It would then go to the Senate where there would be the trial. He would then have to be found guilty, which would mean the Republicans, say all 50 of them voted for it. They would also need a minimum of 10 Democrats to switch to their side because you need 60. So that would have to happen. But if it was, since the vice president would also be a part of that because she's the tiebreaker, if it was just 50-50, guess what? It would be 51. You wouldn't get your 60 anyway. But let's say you did. He was found guilty. He would then be removed from office. Well, then Harris would become the president. Chances are fairly good that as VP, if the election was stolen, she would have also known about it. So then, repeat the process you just took for Biden. And then if she was found guilty, providing she had not already had somebody um, nominated and put in as vice president, the presidency would then fall to Nancy Pelosi, the person that conservatives hate more than maybe any other human being except Hillary Clinton. Donald Trump still does not become the president. There is no road for that to occur. The only way Donald Trump will ever be president of the United States again is if he runs in 2024 and pulls a Grover Cleveland and gets reelected. That's it. There's no other way. There's a whole list of people that would become the president before Donald Trump. I don't know if they could impeach everybody in the line of secession before the 24 you know, the 2024 election rolled around. It, it's just crazy. Learn civics, folks. Do we not teach that anymore? But unfortunately, a lot of people have been out of school for a lot of years and they probably don't remember. But my gosh, it, the truth, not my gosh. Holy fuck, what is wrong with you people? Freaking use your brain. Use that space between your ears. Quit believing all of these bullshit QAnon, you know, QTubers. And actually go and look up some U.S. law. It's really easy. Google will help you do that. And you can discover that there is literally no means for Donald Trump to become president again. And the only way that he could be is if your thought is that the military will help him do that. That is a coup. That is wrong. And I don't know if I want to be friends with you. Anyway. Serenity now. Serenity now. One last thing, though, that I want to... uh, mention is last year there was that last summer summer of 2020 there was the black lives matter movement that really picked up steam after the george floyd was murdered and about there was a good solid two weeks you know with black lives matter hashtags on twitter and facebook 
And then all of a sudden, the hashtag Save Our Children started, which was let's free our children from sex trafficking. A couple things about that. One, law enforcement will tell you that that probably did more harm than good. Because then people were reporting non-existent sex trafficking leads to law enforcement and it wasted time on actual cases. Two, it was really done in a racist move to stop people from talking about uh, Black Lives Matter and what was going on with law enforcement in the black community. A large portion of that was started by the Proud Boys, which is a racist group, and other groups similar to them. And unfortunately, a lot of people were unknowingly spreading and being a part of what was really a racist hashtag. And, you know, that was, that's just another aspect of this where it, it, it is a very serious uh, thing that has happened in the U.S. Sorry to go from sort of a super sarcastic tone to something that's serious, but the way it changed um, the dialogue and it was really done for racist reasons. Anyway, I know that I, I hope that this episode has made some sort of sense. I know it was just me flying solo on this first episode. It's a lot to take in. And if you have never looked up or studied any of this QAnon, it, it just seems like this can't be real. And it is. It is. And people have been sucked into something that started as a lie. And rather than looking at it and saying none of these predictions have come true and sort of getting out of it, a lot of people have doubled down. And I know that that can happen when you become just so invested in something that to change your you know, mind or opinion on it can be quite difficult. It's a lot of reasons why people don't leave you know, certain religions that they grow up into, because even if there are things that you think aren't right, it's hard to admit you were wrong and to change, um, you know, but you shouldn't be the same person today that you were, well, if you're old enough, 25 years ago. You know, for me, 25 years ago, I was in my 20s, and I'm not the same person that I was then. I've changed. My viewpoints on things have changed. You know, life has, should, by all means, change you. And I, I, it's really changed QAnon people, too, because a lot of adherents to that have really sort of switched their personalities. Um, there's a whole subreddit dedicated to people whose family lives have been destroyed because of Q. People that have been married, you know, 20, 30, 40 years, getting divorced because of it. People not talking to their children anymore because of it. Children not talking to their parents or their siblings because of it. And all for a for something that's really been a hoax. I don't know if the guys that started it did it because they thought it was, you know, funny and they were pranking all of these people on 4chan. But rather than stopping, they kept going. And maybe they got off on the sense of power of creating like the small industry of YouTubers and everything. Because I can certainly see that going to people's heads. Being the president of a homeowners association goes to your head. So when I'm talking about damage to the country, it's even small stuff that you just haven't seen. So there's, you know, there's really a part of me that feels bad for people that have been in it in their families. But at the same time, the sarcastic part of me is just like, why, why, why? 
<laughs> you can't believe that. So, anyway, uh, I hope I haven't rambled on too much. I know this is sort of a heavy, serious topic to start off with, mixed in with bits of, you know, what the fuck. But, anyway, I think I've gone on for enough time. Um, remember, if you want to learn more about QAnon, more in depth, as I mentioned earlier, there's the podcast QAnon Anonymous. Excellent. There's Q Clarence, the hunt for QAnon. The interesting thing about that, the gentleman that does that is actually not an American. And Q fascinated him so much that is somebody that lives in the UK. He made a podcast about it. And then there's the Behind the Bastards episodes on the satanic panic and the conspiracy to start all conspiracies. And then the um, LA Not So Confidential episodes, all worth uh, listening to. And then the HBO docuseries Q Into the Storm. If you can find that, it's definitely worth watching. Um, you, you might want to have a whiskey sour with you or something as you're watching it because there's going to be times where you're going to need an adult beverage well that's been it the first episode of musings of an add mind i i appreciate you tuning in and we will i will get back with you next week have a good one Note, earlier in the episode, I talked that at the core of the satanic panic was the child-eating pedophile. Um, but the parents that went to jail, they all went to jail for molesting their children. And evidence um, has pretty much shown afterward that they, in fact, were innocent of those charges. And I just wanted to make sure that I was clear on that.